to Wisdom of Women, the podcast to bring you insights of successful women leaders. I'm your host, Sherry Hilton. And whether you're a working professional looking to level up, an aspiring entrepreneur, or simply curious about the stories of women who are making a difference, this podcast is for you. Our guests come from diverse backgrounds and industries, but they all share one thing in common. They've overcome challenges and achieved success through hard work, determination, and a willingness to take risks. They will tell their personal journeys, the lessons they've learned along the way, and the wisdom they've gained. Join me each week as we dive into the experiences and perspectives of extraordinary women and discover the inspiration and motivation you need to achieve your own goals. So without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Wisdom of Women. Today, we're going to talk about women-owned businesses. Women started 49% of new businesses in the U.S. in 2021. That's up 28% in 2019. More than 5.4 million new businesses were created in 2021 starting a new record. And it's probably a little bit due to COVID. Today, my guest, Megan Nicholson, is no stranger to owning her own business and entrepreneurship. I'm going to let her introduce herself and how she got into owning her own business. Hi, Megan. Hey, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me. I am um, so honored to be here. And yeah, so in 2008, I took an intern position Um at a local music school they had lots of different teachers of all instruments and i took a internship position focusing in piano and vocal um, which was always a love and passion of mine growing up and i graduated the internship program in 2009 and i was able to teach privately there piano and voice students and occasionally helping out with some of their group classes they had um and then in 2004 um, 14, I made a big shift to um, go and start on my own studio where it was just me and um, test the waters. And it definitely, I learned a lot and, you know, it was scary and there was lots of um, great learning opportunities though. Yeah. So I can't imagine you've, you've got a, a job, you're, you're working at a studio, you've got your set of students and something inside of you, I'm sure was like, I can do more. Yeah. And what helped bring you and bridge you to that other side? Because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who love what they do, but know that they're capable of more or want more or want the flexibility of owning their own business and are just really afraid to make that jump from one to the other? Did you just one day rip off the mandate and make the jump? Did you take baby steps? What helped you get to the other side? Yeah, I am not a rip the bandaid person at all. Like I like am slow and steady. And um, my husband was definitely a big um, push into doing this and kind of believing in me. And I think it's really important that women, even if they don't have, um, it doesn't have to be a spouse. It can be, you know, whether it's your best friend, a parent, you know, an aunt, a cousin, you need to have people in your life that can have those honest conversations and see the true you. Because my husband was noticing I was coming home and I wasn't as happy and joyous. And, you know, music's my passion. 
and he just noticed the shift. And when they can reflect like back to you some things that you might see, because sometimes in the moment you might be feeling it, but you're going to like tough it out. Like, I feel like there's a lot of women that are like, you know, I'm comfortable. I've got, you know, an income. Um, for me, there was like, I had, you know, a secretary, I had, you know, admin stuff taken care of. Like I just showed up to work and taught, like it was pretty convenient. Um, but I was losing some freedom and in like how I wanted to teach and what performance opportunities I wanted my students to have and also like flexibility in my schedule. And it was definitely affecting me. And I'm very thankful I had somebody in my life to kind of bring it to my attention and tell me I was capable of more because we always have that voice in our head that I feel like, like w the what ifs and, you know, am I going to be successful? And, you know, what if I make a mistake or what if I, I make the wrong choice? But when you have a support system around you that can really like advocate and believe in you and kind of push you, it makes it happen. Yeah. A lot of us deal with the imposter syndrome, right? The yeah. who am I? The what if this doesn't work? And there's so many times I sit and think to myself, all right, voice in my head, shut up and sit down in the back seat because I'm yeah. right now and this is the direction we're going to head. Yeah. And what if I didn't do it? Exactly. There's nothing worse than looking back and that feeling of regret of what would it have been like had I done? Yeah. And, and now that you've done it, you can look back and, and probably think to yourself, why didn't I do it sooner? Exactly. Um, very much so. And I've also learned to flip the what if script, like flip it and say, what if I get everything I want? What if I am successful? And what if I'm happier than ever? Um, and because that's what happened. And um, I do wish that I had done it sooner because I am the slow peel the bandaid off person. I, you know, from 2013 to 2014 was, you know, a whole year of, you know, just things not going the way I wanted them to go at work. I was, you know, um, just coming home more drained and felt like I was like things were slacking on the admin side that I was having to catch up on and just not having control um, or being rescheduled and just not getting a lot of say. And I really wanted to have some more freedom and I have so much more freedom now. I mean, granted that was in 2014, but it put me where I am and I'm able to work from home in my own studio that's, you know, on our property. And I have more time with my three little kids and it's, I'm in charge of my schedule. And yes, it's beautiful, but it does have its challenges. Um, but it outweighs everything. Like it is, it's a wonder, I'm in a wonderful position that I'm so thankful for. And um, if I can look back and look at the fears that I had, I wish I could tell myself like, it's going to be okay. Cause you just have to have that determination and set your goals and know that they're going to happen. And having that support with you. And yeah. like you said, it may not always be a spouse. Like for me, my support has always been my mother. Yeah. He was always my support as well. Yeah. Passed away. But I know even in the craziest ideas, I can call my mom up and go, what do you think? And regardless of how out of the world it is or crazy it is, she's always been that push. Yeah. Say, Why don't you just try it? Yeah. 
exactly. And um, my husband and I, and I think it's good to have somebody that absolutely pushes you and encourages you despite you might your fears, because sometimes I feel like we come up with these amazing ideas, but we're like, oh, those are just ideas. Like, you know, I'm never going to do it. And then you have that support person and say like, well, why not? Like do it. That's a really good idea. And, you know, um, I think a lot of us are scared of failure and, um, I'm the type of person that, um, if I have an opportunity in front of me and I think I could fail at it, I don't always jump at it because I'm like, why, why, if I'm going to fail and it's taken me the last two, three years and, to really dive in and be like failure is like where opportunity happens and learning occurs and growth occurs. And some of the most successful people started with multiple failures. And I really, um, I'm starting to shift that thought pattern and almost like not crave failure, but like, what can I learn if this doesn't work out? That's a great mindset to have. Do you, you talked about the, the what if and changing that statement. Yeah. And we've talked about embracing fear and failure to learn or look for the opportunities within it. If we were to fail or have the fear, like the, the switch in the what if, is there um, anything you do particularly like in your morning routine or in your evening routine or when you feel yourself hearing that voice or having those feelings, how do you shift that? Yeah. So there's a couple of things I do. So like if I'm having a really hard time where I can't get out of my head, I go to that support person, whether it's my husband or my best friend and I have them, you know, speak kind of into me and be like, that's not true. These are not the things. And then I can start shifting. So sometimes we need that outside help to shift. Um, but if I don't have them available, you know, my husband's a shift worker, my best friend's a doula. So like there's sometimes I don't have that person and I, um, like to really sit either outside in nature, like in the quiet. Um, and I really like kind of, um, just natural elements. So like, you know, whether it's going for a walk by the water and really connecting, um, within like your your higher self and your true self of like okay what are you capable of and what is the example that you want to leave for people in your life because I feel like we all have people we care about and we want to inspire so do I want to teach my kids that you know to let fear dictate their life or do I want to um you know tell them that they can overcome it and we have to treat and love ourselves like we would are the people we care about and we have to give ourselves that same honor and love. I love that. Sometimes it's just stepping away, mm-hmm. which you're in the middle of to gain that quiet and a different perspective and listen to your inner voice, higher self speak to you in a totally different voice and manner. Yeah. And then usually your perspective changes. It's, it's mind blowing how, how that is affected and, and yeah. getting outside in nature. We're so technology driven, right? The things, yeah. the who's doing what on yeah. social media can be a huge deterrent 
sometimes to making the leap as well. Yeah. We com- that comparison, we compare ourselves to, well, somebody's already doing that or mm-hmm. they're doing it this way. I could never stand up to that. Absolutely. And um, that uh, that's another thing I would like to, you know, tell people is like, there are, you know, tons of piano teachers. And one of the things I use in my piano teaching is I tell my students, I'm not the teacher for everybody because every human is a different person. We have different learning styles. We have different um, personalities and you're not going to grow with everybody. And I will tell students, you know, I will see that they're not growing or engaging with me. And I'll be like, I'm not the teacher for you. And that's okay. And let me find you someone who is. So even if somebody has a similar idea to you, know that that person can't bring to the table what you're going to bring. And you're not going to bring the same dish to this, you know, community potluck. Um, It's not going to be made the same. (laughs) I love that analogy. Yeah, we're all different and we all have our own unique gifts. Yeah, absolutely. And there's room at the table for everybody. Um, You know, and I tell people if there's not room at the table, like bring your folding chair and you're going to make room. (laughs) room. (laughs) Exactly. You you make room and you make space. Um, Because one thing I've been learning a lot lately is like, um, we are worth opportunity and we are worth um, the same rights that we give other humans and why should we give ourselves less than we give other people? Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I'm sure it hasn't always been. I shifted. I opened my business and no, <laughs> showed up and life has been great. Right? No, 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 we no. Have <laughs> the struggles and their hurdles been that others should be aware of and maybe yeah. how you overcame them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I always will go back to like that support system. And because there were days where I was like terrified, like when I handed in my two weeks notice, like I literally was shaking and crying and I probably had my two weeks notice for two weeks. And my husband was like, all right, give, give me a deadline. I'm going to hold you accountable to. And so I think one, having somebody to hold you accountable in your fears to overcome them is really important. And um, don't be afraid to learn new things and new strategies. One thing um, that my downfall is that I'm, I've been working on this past year is like, I um, don't like to try new things per se. Like I will keep doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to do it. And um, now that I've become a little bit more open-minded of there's more ways to do things and more, even though they might not seem as familiar and comfortable, sometimes it makes more sense to do that. So don't be afraid to try different avenues, whether it's different, you know, business softwares or like invoicing systems. Um or just, you know, new policies and procedures. Um, and that's another thing like that I failed at um, in my business is I had um, policies in the beginning that were too flexible, um, which was great for students and clients, but on the back end, it really hurt me and my finances and the, um, the life that I wanted for my family. Um, and so don't be afraid to have really firm 
policies and procedures that dictate your worth and remind yourself that you are worth things. Um, because it will, it's such a huge shift. Like this past year, um, I changed my policies and already within the first, you know, month of doing them, it was such a huge stress relief and everybody, you know, I had that fear of like, well, everybody's going to be upset about this, um, because it's different and it's changing and it's not as flexible, but I realized that, you know, they still want music lessons. They want to work with me and it can work for everybody. So, um, don't be afraid to be firm in what you want. Um, and the other thing that, um, you know, is just learning that I learned is like, you have to wear different hats at different times. So being a business owner, like I am the music teacher, but I'm also the HR department's PR department, you know, <laughs> like, um, I have to answer all the emails and schedule things, um, you know, schedule performances, schedule recitals, um, and taking care of like the admin side of things, which I hate and detest, but it, the things that you don't like still, you know, the good outweighs them. So you just kind of have to grit through it and, um, remind yourself like why you're doing the things that you might not enjoy as much. Um, because it does come full circle and it all balances out, even if you have to do more, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that because when you're, when you own your own business and you jump into it, I don't think you realize all of the behind the scenes yeah. that it takes to own a business. Yeah. So you're wearing multiple hats and before you know it, your life is encompassed by that business. So you talk yeah. about setting boundaries and changing policies and setting proper procedures. And I think that goes along with boundaries because you own a business, but you're not the business. Exactly. Megan has kids and a life and a husband and your own self to take yeah. care of in addition to the business. And Absolutely. So how do you set a schedule or manage so you're not all encompassed and consumed by the business, but you're still able to wear those multiple hats? Yeah. Um, so I have a set teaching schedule. Um, you know, that's, I teach Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Um, and the hours that I'm teaching, I'm teaching. I don't teach earlier. I don't teach later. And if somebody has to reschedule, I pick four days ahead of the month. Um, that would be on a different day. So I might have a day on Monday, a random Saturday. And I don't, um, change that anymore because that those other days are for me to do the admin side of things and also to take care of myself and my family and find that balance. Because, um, my husband will tell you that I struggled with balance so much because I do have a very good, strong work ethic, but that can also, you know, have a bad side where, I wasn't finding balance. I was constantly, you know, struggling with like my mental health and my physical health because, you know, I wasn't taking the time to take care of myself because I would answer emails, you know, at midnight or I would respond and fix something for a student, um, you know, at like eight, nine o'clock that they needed help with for school. I'm like, oh, well, it's going to affect their grade. 
And then, you know, I had to step back and really put in these boundaries. And, you know, I tell students all the time, like, if you need me to do something for you, I give them a time and a deadline. And if it can't be accommodated after that deadline, like if they give it to me afterwards, I, I, you know, I'm saying, I'm sorry, I can't do this. You know, I really would like to, but next time we need to make sure these deadlines are met. Um, so just being firm in that and reminding yourself that to maintain balance, you you put those boundaries and policies and procedures in there for a reason. Um, and it's funny because when I did this, I, you know, this past year I had kid number three. And so he's six months now and my life is running a lot more smooth and convenient in my work aspect. And people are like, well, how are you functioning and doing so much better, but you have a third kid. And I was like, cause I'm honoring the policies that I set for myself and I'm honoring my boundaries. That's something I need to learn from you because I'm terrible <laughs> at it. I'm the one who's up in the middle of the night catching up from work and, and making sure that my customers are taken care of in my sales job. Um, if I can't finish up all my emails during the day because I'm on the road and whatnot. So I'm, yeah. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. It's, it's, <laughs> it's okay. I, I was that. And it's something that I really, um, you know, had to learn this past year because I saw the toll it was taking on, you know, my husband and my kids and even myself, you know, I was constantly um, ridden with anxiety and deadlines and, um, you know, worried of how it was going to affect other people, you know, if I didn't get that recording to them, even though that student didn't make the request, you know, in the proper time, like I still would feel bad. But knowing that, like, we gave the opportunity and we shouldn't punish ourselves when it doesn't kind of fall into that meeting place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so, caught myself the other day saying their fire is now my emergency. Yeah. And I've got to hurry up and get something done. Right. Be it my kids, be it my work, be it whatever. And yeah. I thought, why am I all stressed over something that I shouldn't, shouldn't be. And exactly. It, again, it goes back to having expectations and boundaries mm -hmm. um, with your life and with work. So I think any anyone, not just yeah. women, but anyone listening to the podcast, owning a business or not, can implement that even in their day-to-day -day life. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's something that I did not have until recently. So like, um, you know, my life would often have that dumpster fire or that added stress, um, you know, and trying to juggle. And then when somebody would throw something, it's adding another ball to that juggle and then you're sweating more. Um, but now we're like, oh no, 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 I'm only going to juggle three balls because I can balance this. And every once in a while, you know, the, the, universe throws something at you and you just have to make it deal but um know if the scales you know tip a little bit as long as we make sure that they go back eventually like it's okay it's kind of learning to roll with the the tide you know the ebbs and flows <laughs> yeah exactly now let's go back to what you did and what mm -hmm. you're doing now because you know we've all been in careers switch jobs um, and, and think about starting a new business, but then we're like, well, we're here. It feels comfortable. It's something I know I've been doing it. What looking back, and um, we talked about this before we hopped on the podcast, 
And I know you mentioned some of those things that from that career path that you're now using today and helped you move over. And we look them back and I think the word was gratitude. Yes. So I think one of the most important things is when you are shifting to be on your own, still be grateful no matter what the situation you came from and what it taught you, what you learned, because you're, you you can use it. And if it, even if it was things that you're like, I'm never going to do this again, like you learned how you want to function and how you want your own business model to work. And um, I really am thankful for the internship I was offered. I had a wonderful um you know, teacher that imparted a lot of wisdom and really pushed and um, had me grow in different areas. Um, I'm very thankful for all the students that, you know, my music academy gave me and brought to me. Um, And I'm very thankful for the community that I had there um, because, you know, that was another thing that was scary. I I left having coworkers to being on my own. but I'm, I will always be thankful for the opportunities I had. And even though, you know, when I left, I was not happy, I can still hold space and gratitude for the opportunities and things that I learned and that they gave me. Correct. And I think that can be said for any situation that we leave, right? Yeah. A career switch into another career, as I did in my medical yeah. diagnostic career. Now I was with one company for, gosh, 15, 16 years. Yeah. And I left and I'm with another diagnostic company. And it's not that I had any ill feelings. I loved my career there. I grew and I learned and it set me up for, you know, what I do today. And I've grown even more with the company I'm with now. Yeah. And I look at every year as how can I grow? How can I learn more? Um, I call a birthday a level up year, right? I'm leveling up. What am I going to do next? Yeah. and it's about that growth and not being stagnant on the day to day on repeat. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, d- absolutely. So like holding, you know, gratitude for where you've come from and the opportunities you've been given, but know that like, you know, we outgrow situations, we outgrow people, we outgrow, you know, certain work environments, you know, and that's what we're supposed to do. Like we were put here to grow and not be stagnant. And, um, it's reminding ourselves that when we're comfortable, um, like, and that's when we have to start, okay, we're getting comfortable. So like, how can we grow and what's the next step? What's the next level? How do we move forward? How do we continue to stay on a constant flow versus getting stagnant? And, um, you know, not like you can be comfortable too when you're growing. Like, yes, there's definitely growing pains, but you can having the attitude of gratitude definitely helps those growing pains. And I think you can be like just not getting, you know, complacent and content um, and just know that like there's always room and space for more if you make it. So like about what I think is also important as like, um, you know, you can apply this to business or just in life in, uh, in general is like what right now in my life 
and whether it's personal life or business is not serving me and depleting my energy and what can I clear off the table to make room for new things and more opportunities I love that because sometimes we find ourselves just doing it because it's what we've always done yep and and it's not serving us yeah and how again it goes back to how can I do things differently yeah there are different ways of doing things and sometimes it's a better way um what are you now shifting or adding into your life? And we're going to touch a little bit about this because I, <laughs> I think it's going to be a great second episode that we can talk about later. But yeah. we want the audience to know that you're a music teacher, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're also learning and growing in another area that's serving you very well. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, and this was something too, that I had to grow and accept, you know, and be comfortable of being more public about this, but I, um, am a Reiki practitioner and next month I finish up, um, my third Reiki class and I'll be a Reiki master. So I'll be able to, um, you know, teach Reiki classes, but, um, after I had my second kiddo, I really struggled with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and the, you know, therapy and some medication, like nothing was really working. And um, a friend suggested doing a Reiki class and kind of working on balancing energy and your chakra system. And within the matter of three months of my first Reiki class, my therapist noticed a huge difference and I mean myself also and originally I was just like I'm gonna just do the first Reiki class where I can just do it you know for myself and for my family because you can't practice Reiki on other people without doing the second uh, class and I noticed such a huge positive impact that I was like okay I cannot share this like you cannot not do this so I dipped my toe in the water and went into the second class and I originally just did it for friends and you know my husband's a first responder and I feel a really big calling to helping them because they come into such crazy situations so I wanted to help with that and that just exploded and it's been going um you know really well and as i've gone into my reiki um practicing i've also embraced i've always had it but i've always kind of denied it um but i fully embraced the fact that like i'm a, a medium and bringing that closure to people has really um, been fulfilling and it's just that next step because i've been a music teacher you know since 2000 and eight and it was time to say okay what else is there for me like where's the next area of growth because um this has really grown me in the past two years of practicing reiki i am a completely different person and it's really challenged me to look inward which is another thing i'd like to leave with the listeners is always take time to look inward and whether it's by yourself or having that support person and you know, look at your flaws and accept your flaws um, because it's part of that balance. Like there is no perfect human, even whatever we see projected to us, everybody has their own internal weaknesses and struggles. But when you can accept them and you can be vulnerable with them, that's where connection happens with other people. That's where growth happens. 
And um, so this new journey for me on, you know, practicing um, and building my Reiki and mediumship business has really um, been beneficial, I feel like, for myself and my spiritual and mental health, but also for other people. So I'm excited to continue to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. it just shows that you can go from one to the other and to the other and continuously evolve if yeah. you learn to embrace the fear and mm-hmm. step out and, and learn new things and challenge yourself. Absolutely. I have some questions that I ask all of my guests. So I'm okay. going to roll through a few questions for you. Are you ready? I am. How do you motivate yourself? Um, I really try to... Um, look at I, my kids motivate me and I look at myself and say, all right, how would I want my kids to respond to this situation? And what would I want for them? And know that like what I want for them, I should want for myself because I am the example. That's awesome. What are you most proud of? Definitely my family. I love them. They, they are um, such a bright, like light in my life. And even though it is chaos and crazy with three kids um, and, you know, sometimes a fourth child, my husband, um, I love them and all the adventures that we have together. That's awesome. What would you tell your 20 year old self? I would tell my 20 year old self that you are worth so much more than what your mind is allowing you to be right now. Um, And to let go of the fear and embrace failure because that's where you're going to grow. And what brings Megan joy? Um, I, it, it definitely comes back to my, my kids, like watching life through their eyes is, um, you know, brings me the utmost happiness. Um, and then also connecting with nature and, um, music for sure. So with that, how can our listeners get a hold of you? And I'll definitely include everything in the show notes, but how can yeah. they get a hold of you? Yeah, so I have um, my music Facebook page um, linked with Sherry and uh, as well as um, my Instagram if you're looking for music lessons or just looking to kind of chat, you know, ideas and how to make that shift. Um, and as well as my um, Reiki and mediumship page um, will all be linked with her. So feel free to contact me, you know, even if it's just a ramble ideas and, you know, maybe you need that little push and I will tell you that it's scary, but you can do it. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Thanks for having us. And we'll see everybody next time on our next episode of Wisdom of Women. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Wisdom of Women. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and gained some valuable insights and inspiration. How to connect with me and our guest today, as well as any links can be found in the show notes. Please share this episode with your friends. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review as it helps us reach more women like you who are seeking to learn from successful women leaders. Stay curious, stay hungry, and always push forward. We'll be back next week with another amazing guest. Until then, keep chasing your dreams, and we'll see you next time on Wisdom of Women.